Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Chats from the Blog Cabin, the show where I invite people into the blog cabin to chat about life. I'm Alyssa and I'm your host. Today I'm chatting with blogger Carrie from Ice Tea and Top Knots, and we both are sporting top knots. If you're not sure what that is, it's basically a bun on the top of your head. Um, and we're talking about what it's like to be a blogger. Um, I wanted to include in the series someone who does blogging for a living and not just me talking. Because there's a lot of misconceptions about out there about bloggers don't work for what they, you know, that they instantly make it, they get all these items for free, and it's not the case. There's a lot of hard work, a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff that you don't see that goes into making a 500 to 1,000 word um, blog post, goes into making podcasts, goes into making photo shoots. You may be out there all day long for a photo shoot, and your day's gone. So I really appreciate Carrie coming on. We have a hoot. This is probably one of my favorite podcast episodes because we had a lot of interaction from the audience and she just had um, just some great things to say and such a great self-confidence and I just can't wait to for you guys to hear it. And so with that said, start listening. Welcome back to Chats from the Blog Cabin. I'm so very excited to be here today. We're still in the month of March, so we're still celebrating Women's History Month and Women's Empowerment Month. So before I get to my guest, I want to share a quote that I picked out just especially for this particular guest, and it's by Emma Stone. It says, I can't think of any better representation of beauty than someone who is unafraid to be herself. And Carrie, I think that's pretty much how you are. Am I right? Thank you. Yes. No, you're right. That's a great quote. I haven't heard that before. Yeah. And we both were just com- talking about Top Knots because yep. that's your name of your blog. You're a blogger. Yep. So before we get into what you do, tell me who Carrie is as a person. I'm born and raised in Southern California. I grew up for a love of fashion and then also grew up for a love of sports, always would sit down with my dad every weekend and watch baseball, golf, football, whatever season we were in. That's what we did. I also love just being out in the sunshine and hanging out with people I love. Obviously, the last year that hasn't been as possible, but just pretty into fashion and sports. Those are really my two passions in life and kind of have uh, flowed into what I do for work. So that's been pretty great. So let's talk about what you do for work. Let's talk about blogging, your blogging journey. How did that happen? Because blogging is not for something that people think, oh, I'm going to get quick. Yeah, no. It's not for the faint of heart, which I think it looks like it's easy when you're outside of it. But once you get into it, it's it's a lot of work just to get that one photo. I kind of fell into it because I've been in my profession, like in my full time job, I do PR and I was always writing for other people and I wanted a creative outlet. So that's kind of how my blog started. I think I started it on blogger Mm -hmm. and then eventually moved it over to WordPress. It started as just like a every so often kind of when I had thoughts, put it on the computer and published it. And then up until like 2018, it was more so just a fun thing. And then that's when I kind of started to think of it more as a business. Like, okay, I can take this as my side hustle. And if it turns into that's what my full-time job becomes great. So just within the last couple of years, it's really turned into like more of a business focus as opposed to just fun, even though it's still fun. But yes, like you said, it's a lot of work. I remember one, even just for a St. Patrick's day photo, one photo, not even like video or anything. It takes a while. It's so you got to like it if you're going to be a blogger. That is so true. So when did you start your blog? Ooh, 
we're in 2021 already. Um, I think 2012 before like, so it just started where like the influencer blogger world really started to like get popular. So yeah, it's been almost 10 years now that, I, now that I calculate it. I think our stories are kind of similar because I started on a blogger a blogger yeah. too. And then everybody's like, no, you need to work, move to WordPress because yeah. Google owns all your stuff. If you're still on blogger, I'm like, okay, you know, finally I bit the bullet. So yep. that's exactly why I moved over too. Cause I started hearing out that I'm like, eh, I don't want to do that. So and then obviously with social media, it's really changed the blogging world. Cause uh, it's like I balance both writing on my blog site and doing content for social media with brands. Yeah, it's it's what do you think about the people that are making fun of influencers now? Have you noticed that it's like, a, hi, I'm just an unboxing this and hi, hi, guys, I only have a quick minute or I look care, I look terrible, but I just want to share this with you. I think it's hilarious. I mean, I find think? it comical. It's like I feel like it's a form of like how SNL will make fun of the most popular people. It's like people making fun of bloggers is it's hysterical. It comes with the territory. I'm not surprised. And I think especially with that Netflix special about like those influence, like the fake influencers. And I definitely think there's a lot of that, but then it's like when you're a blogger you yourself and you build the community, like, we have we have friends that are bloggers and it's like you know that they're authentic and they're doing what they love so it's like then there's that side of it well i know it's not all fake so why are you making fun of it and it's a lot of work but i also find it like try not to take that stuff too seriously and just have a good laugh with it because that's what pretty much what i think they're trying to do but but you never know i just think I, 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 there's one that i just crack up laughing she's like oh sorry my diamond ring and it's like aluminum foil like i was like oh my god I mean, you got to have fun with it. I don't know if you remember this. Um, I It was like a few years ago with like Coachella and this one big blogger, she, it looks like she's there having a good time, going to the parties, has the background. And then she's like, it's kind of like the documentary in a way. She showed that she just Photoshopped in all the backgrounds and she wasn't actually really there, but every, like all her followers thought she was. She's like, I just want to show you guys like, you can't take everything as it appears all the time mm -hmm. because that can happen. That happens too. But I feel like that doesn't happen as much. At least I don't do that. If I'm going to go somewhere, I'm actually physically there. But I think she was just trying to prove a point that like there are those bloggers out there that just want to be like, I'm doing this, even though they're not. Just so they can get likes, likes, likes. Yep. Let's talk about the name of your blog, Ice Tea and Top Knots, which we both have top knots on. Yes. <laughs> Usually what I'm wearing. <laughs> so I originally started with KLM Fashion Style, which KLM is my initials. And I had moved to San Francisco in like 2018. So that was like right around when I was like seriously wanting to turn my blog more into a business. And I was like, I feel like my past name was cute. It was fun, but it was really like just straight fashion. And even though I love it, that's not everything I cover. So I was like, okay, what are two things I love? I'm like, I drink iced tea all the time and I wear a top knot and it can kind of encompass everything and anything that I love. So it's kind of how I came up with it. And I think I had like three or four different names and I put it out to like a few different friends and family to be like, okay, what do you guys think I should use? And kind of did a little poll and then ended up with iced tea and top knots. Now I gotta know is iced tea, is it sweetened or unsweetened? Unsweetened. Say so you're definitely not from the South then. No, I am not, which is funny because my mom like is such a sweet tea person. She loves it. I don't know if it's cause she's, she grew up in the Midwest, but it's not really a Midwest thing, but I, I can't do sweet tea. Well, that's not true. It has to be a good sweet tea for me to drink it because there are ones that are just not good. Mm. <laughs> so, yes, mainly unsweetened iced tea. So you said you're a fashion blogger. There's a lot of competition with yes. fashion. So that's why is that why you decided to branch out and do other things as well? Yeah. So I was just like, OK, 
everyone, like my great girlfriends are like always coming to me for styling tips and can kind of associate, okay, Carrie's the fashion one in the group. But like you said, there's, it's so saturated where people are just straight fashion bloggers. I'm like, okay, what sets me apart? Yes, me, I'm different than everyone else, but I'm really into sports and I love styling up how I'm going to wear something to a sporting event. I talk about sports in my daily life, even like the statistical side of things. So I was like, okay, I'm going to incorporate that. So I really try to do that as much as I can, because it sets me a little bit of apart from straight fashion bloggers. There's not a whole lot of sports fashion bloggers. So kind of just going to that more so. And when that comes, you have to have a level of self-confidence too, because yeah. you have to be in front of the camera to show yourself. Okay. So where does that confidence from? Where does that come from? Um, partly because I think just everyone around me is so supportive, but also too, I've done a lot of like online blogger classes and different blogger groups I've been in. I think just building that community and friendships has kind of just helped boost my confidence because we're always reaching each other up. And I mean, my boyfriend will take my pictures and he gets into it. And I think it's just become such a family thing for me that my confidence there is like, I'm just having, I think, the root of it for blogging is you really have to have fun with it. Yeah. And if I'm not having fun with it, I'm not going to be confident. Like I'll still have those days where I'm like, I really can't, I don't like that picture. So I'm not going to post it today because I just don't feel great. And I think that's what like outside people forget is that mm -hmm. yes, just because we're posting every day, we're posting our faces. It doesn't mean that we're like feeling the best and it's, that's the bloggers I love are the ones that are like, okay, I just had a crappy day today. And like, you can relate to that. So I think it's just being real and honest and authentic. And it may take me a little bit longer to grow my blog if I'm just, but that's okay. Then in the end, it's, I'm going to respect what I'm putting out there more. So as opposed to, okay, if I don't get likes on this, it's horrible. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about a typical day for you. Obviously you said you, you still have a nine to five job, correct? Yeah. So how do you squeeze in? How do you squeeze in blogging in with your job? Uh, I'm still trying to figure out that balance. And I know a lot of people are. It's just kind of scheduling my day. So I started my own PR business last year. So it's all me. It's, I'm the boss. I'm the intern. I'm all that jazz. So the weekends are really where more so my blogging is focused and trying to get all the content done then. But I'll have those days where it's like, okay, Tuesdays, I'll take a bunch of photos because I have a lighter work day. But it's I'm still trying to find the balance between writing for clients and writing for myself because posting on social for me is like, okay, it's fun. It's whatever. But then it's like the writing is the process I'm trying to fit into more every day because it takes a lot of work to like get your thoughts out sometimes. But yeah, it's just finding the something you can't do it all. Like you have an hour, let's say I have an hour break. Okay. I could do it then, but sometimes I might want to take a nap and that's okay. So it's just finding what works for you. And I just, I try to do it on the weekends because my full-time business, I'm not operating it on the weekends. So that's really where I try to balance it. But then you also get, um, drained if you're working all the time too. Yeah. So how do you, how do you balance that out? It's been a struggle, but thankfully I have other like entrepreneurs around me that I can see kind of how they have balanced it. And I've been good at like, cause when you work from home, you could literally work, become a workaholic. So usually my stopping point is at five, six at the latest. And then for like the first six or so months, I didn't really want to take any time off of starting my business in 2020. But within 2021, I'm like, okay, it's been a rough year for us all. I need to really find that balance of it's okay to take a couple days off if I'm working hard the other days that I am available. And it's funny because I'm always nervous to let clients know or like brands know, hey, I'm going to be gone for a couple days. But then they all come back with, good take a vacation and you're like okay why was mm -hmm. i stressing out about that in the first place so it's 
kind of, it's been a learned process for me, but it's glad like this weekend I'm going on a safe, like get away with my boyfriend for our anniversary. And I remember one of my business coaches, she's like, good, that's gotta feel good. She's like, do that. Like, so I'm excited, but of course I'll probably check my emails. Cause that's just kind of hard not to. <laughs> and you're probably beyond social posting every once in a while. Correct. Yeah. On stories and stuff. That's why it's like for trips. I haven't done like a big paid trip with brands or anything yet, but a real vacation means I'm going to pay for it myself. I'm not going to, I'm going to post when I want to, because I, I know girlfriends who have gone on paid vacations are like, it's not really a vacation. Cause I have to like post content, do photo shoots, do all these things. It's like, it's not as relaxing as people think. So let's get into the, some of the misconceptions when people, when you tell people that you're a blogger, what are some of the misconceptions that they come up with? I think they think I just like to take photos of myself and I'm full of myself. And I think that goes for any blogger and not everyone's people still don't really get it when I'm like, Oh yeah, I got this from this brand and I'm posting about it. And they're like, huh? It's, it's like, I still don't think they get it unless they have a fellow blogger in their life. Mm -hmm. So a lot of confusion I still think comes with it. But yeah, I think people just assume we like are full of ourselves. And that, I think that's the biggest one. It's they're like, Oh gosh, she likes to hear herself talk, which is funny. Cause I don't like to hear myself talk. I don't replay a lot of videos. I film even though I should. <laughs> And yet you agreed to do this. That's the funny thing. <laughs> I know. It's funny. I'm like talking. I've been doing more of these. And I think it's just it's good in general for us to do it because it builds the community. It gets you more comfortable in camera because a lot of stuff with blogging is videos where it's going like reels on Instagram or TikTok. It's really like pushing our for me is pushing myself out of my comfort zone, even though I like to talk a lot. Now, what do you think when people say, oh, you got that for free? I'm like, no, I worked for it. Oh, yeah. It's just like you would get a paycheck. That's exactly. probably the most misconception as people think. Oh, they're getting free stuff. Well, it's like, I don't just get, let's say, for example, like I work with Wayfair a lot. Um, and I've worked with them probably for like the last couple of years consistently. And they're I, I love working with their influencer marketing people. But yeah, they'll send me, let's say, I got like a clothing rack to do for some, for a piece. I put it together. Not that it's that complicated, but I put it together. I have to like figure out, you got to conceptualize storyboard, everything. It takes time. Like anything I do for my clients and my PR business, it's the same thing. And yes, I got it for free and, or they gave you a, a fee as well, but it's like, with that comes work. It's like, they're not going to just be like, here you go, do nothing. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it, it's like a, the form of the paycheck is just furniture instead. <laughs> so take us through any, like you just said, you work with Wayfair. So Wayfair, you do a blog post, you have many social medias, you know, what's involved with your contract with certain people? So with Wayfair specifically, they're more focused with me on my writing and my blog posts. So they have a separate team for those type of collaborations. And then they have their social media team. So I work with the like written. So I have to shoot it, style it, make sure the lighting's right. And then write a nice long form blog post. And then you got to get the right links in there. There's a lot of things that they have to follow with influencer marketing. So there's all the like technical and logistical things, but it's like you, I order my pieces. Like I'm doing something with them right now for my parents' backyard and everything's going to have to be built. Cause I don't want to pay for the expert assembly. I can build it myself, <laughs> but it's like, obviously like first and foremost, when you're pitching to them, it's like, I put together like a PowerPoint or Google slides or whatever you use and be like, this is what the mood board ideas I have. They approve it. They send you your payment. You order, I order what I want. It came, a bunch of it came yesterday. So then I'm going to have to build it. And then I'm going to have to shoot it. Make sure there's no like wires or anything in the background. Like you have to like every little thing you're like, okay, in the back, 
this can't be here. You have to take it away, move things around. Okay. I don't like what I'm wearing in this change. So it's, it takes, it can take like half a day, if not longer sometimes. And I think that's what people don't see is like the behind the scenes is like, yeah, that's a great photo and a great written blog post, but you didn't see me. I mean, sometimes I show it, but I get sweaty and gross. So I don't always like, like you got to build it. You got to shoot it. You got to plan your outfit. You got to plan your different shot looks. Sometimes it's not always that seamless and the weather doesn't always permit. So it's a lot of work. Sometimes, again, sometimes it's not. It's like you get a great shot that took like two seconds. Yeah. Not, that's few and far between sometimes. What about, is it just you building all this stuff together? You don't have any help. except maybe your boyfriend, right? <laughs> uh, no, it's me and my mom. Oh, okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sure if I asked him, he would help. He takes a lot of my like social posts pictures for me, but it's me and my mom building the pieces. Like I've had to build a desk from Wayfair, a clothing rack, sh putting shelving up, measuring all that and making sure it's leveled. So yeah, it's, it's me and my mom pretty much. Okay. We have some questions. One is from Sandy. She said, what percentage of your time do you work on content for your blog compared to content for your social media? Ooh, that's a good question. Before it used to be like 75, 25, where it's like it worked on the blog content more. Now it's like flip flopped where it's 75 on social 25 on my blog content. I'm trying to get it where I can plan each month or like a couple months at a time and like do batches of like just ideas and shoot it in advance because that makes things a little less stressful and more and more seamless so right now 75 like instagram TikTok, 25 percent the actual blog site but that'll hopefully change soon and then there's another one it says that's she comment that's what's holding me back from vlogging thinking i need all that time to get a good photo to go with it and that's true sometimes the most imperfect photos are the best photos though so true. And sometimes the most awkward poses you look on are like, oh, that looks good. That felt awful when I was shooting it. I've had a few friends, what they do is like over a six month period, they shoot a bunch of content before they've launched their blog. And then they have six months worth of content when they actually launch it. And that's worked out really well for them. But I've taken breaks too with blogging where I'm like, eh, I don't feel like writing for six months. So I'm not going to write for six months and I'll just post on social when it's fun. And I had, I'm in a mastermind class for social media right now. And one of the coaches said, if you stumble over your words, that's real. Post it. It's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect, especially if it's not a brand video that you're getting paid. It's like, if it's just an everyday IG video or TikTok, it's okay if you stumble a little bit. But yeah, have, making sure you have content all the time is definitely stressful. I've had people, they're like, I don't even plan it. I just do it day of and go with it. Me, I have to plan it a little bit more because I'm a little more stressful and anxiety prone with that stuff. Okay. And a follow up to her comment. She said, I have four years of photo. Is that the content you mean? Oh yeah, absolutely. You can totally repurpose all of that content for blogging. Absolutely. I and, do that still. Yeah. And then there's another question. I noticed you didn't mention Facebook. Do you think Instagram is better now? I think honestly, Instagram for me, it's, it depends on what you're posting. Correct? Exactly. It really depends. And I think it depends what audience you're trying of your community you're trying to target. I, I repurpose my Instagram content for my Facebook uh, content. I use Instagram more just, I'm more of a visual sometimes with social than writing and, um, Facebook can be more long form, but I'm trying to use, I use all of them. Like you said, it's depends what you're posting. I know Twitter, Twitter is going to be 140 characters. TikTok's going to be a video. Instagram, you can do carousels or reels. Facebook, it can be like long form paragraphs, almost like a blog post and then really great photos or videos. But I've noticed too, like when I post a TikTok, you don't want those watermarks of TikTok on your Instagram be or like same with Facebook because they don't like seeing um, other apps on their own. But I use all of them. 
Some more yeah. than others. Snapchat's kind of fallen at the wayside. I don't really use that one anymore. That's about the only one I don't use. Yeah, I think I read an article that said that Instagram was going to start cracking down on the the, the sharing of the TikTok yep. videos because they didn't like that brand marketing in there. Yep. So what I do is I'm like, well, I like this song I use for TikTok and I can use it on Instagram. I'll put like emojis or stickers over those so then I can still use the video. <laughs> hey, that's so make sure it looks cute. I still make sure it looks cute, but that's how I get around it sometimes. So you said you're a sports fashion blogger. So how yes. does that how did you get that to coordinate together? I mean, I got to look cute when I go watch the baseball game. I guess. And like I go to let's say t obviously pre 2020 like going to tailgates and stuff. I still want to look cute, but I also want to be comfortable. And I can go I combine the two things I love. I think it may sound like they don't go together, but they absolutely do cuz it's like you can't go undressed to a baseball game. Well, you could, but you could get arrested. <laughs> That's true. You could, but you don't, unless you want to get arrested, don't do that. No. And they're just two things I've always grown up loving. And I was like, why can't I do that? I can do that. And I think that's why if you love two things and you're thinking about blogging, they may not look like they can go together at the surface, but that's also what will set you apart and create your own niche. So there's always a question I always get is, do you ever run out of content ideas? Are you ever like hit a brick wall and say, oh, I, I, I can only style this outfit so many times? Oh, my God. Absolutely. It happens all the time. So, so sometimes, you work it? I mean, it's sometimes I just take a break or um, Pinterest is really helpful. I love a good Pinterest board to kind of spark. Oh, I have a, that sweater. I've styled it five times, but I didn't think about that. Or a good outlet for me is asking my fellow blogger friends, like, I'm stumped. Can you help me? And not being afraid to ask those questions to people I respect in the same community. So that's really helped too. And just writing out whatever's in your brain and getting it out on paper. Like, I still like to do pen to paper. And then you can kind of form some ideas from what you just vomited on the paper with your pen. <laughs> your vomit is on your paper. I love that. So where do you get your content ideas from? Um, fellow, big thing is not over looking at other people on Instagram. I do pull from Instagram, Facebook, Pinterest. But also just going out and doing things that I love, whether it's finding a new coffee shop or finding a new clothing store or watching a sporting event on TV or reading a magazine. Like those are all things I love doing. And that just sparks my creativity. Wow. Do you keep a journal or anything? Because I know there's a lot of bloggers that keep a journal beside their bed or wherever when yep. an idea sparks, they write it down. I have notebooks probably everywhere and in like every bag for the most part. I try not to use my phone, but sometimes it's hard not to because that's going to be the only thing I have. And I'll put it in my notes full of ideas. So, yeah, I definitely love a good notebook. I have still a paper planner while sometimes jot stuff down. But, yeah, I definitely still journal because that's really helpful. Oh, yeah. Laura said, I keep running a list of ideas as they hit me. Yep. Anything that moves my heart in some way, good or bad. Totally. That's yeah. it's so helpful to do that because you never I love having like a mini notebook in my purse sometimes because what if you're like out and about not thinking it'll be full of inspiration and then you just have like 10 blog post ideas just from like those outings. I would be lost without my phone. I would, too. I feel naked sometimes. Even this morning, I was like, where's my phone? I left it at the counter at the coffee shop I went to, but luckily it was still there. <laughs> luckily. So I have another question. How do you shut off the blogger part of your brain and just enjoy being in the moment? Because I know I struggle with that. So I want to see how you do that. Such a struggle because it's hard not to like keep up with comments on social media and you don't want people to feel like they're being ignored. I think where I've started to turn it off is I used to take pictures of like my food all the time. And my mom would be, be like, okay, that's cool. And my dad and my sister are like, what are you doing? I stopped really doing that unless it's like something that's like the best thing I've ever had. I've stopped doing that when I go without with people. I actually surprisingly, like if I go to Disneyland or downtown Disney, I don't take a lot of photos 
because I just really want to be in the moment. And it is hard, especially if I'm wearing a cute outfit. Um, but it's really just picking and choosing those moments. Like if I go to downtown Disney and that's the day I decide to take photos, I'll tell my boyfriend, I'm going to need you to take a few photos and that's it. And then we'll be done. So really kind of putting a cap on those days of like, when you're with your family or your friends, putting a cap at how many photos I take is definitely super helpful because I don't always want to be taking photos. You don't want to miss things. Yeah. Let's talk about internet trolls because I know there's a lot of internet trolls out there. People will come back and say, you know, nasty comments. How do you respond to those? So I haven't had a whole lot, <laughs> knock on wood, I'm sure it'll come or I just haven't seen it and I block it right away. So it doesn't even resonate in my brain. The sad thing is I've had more trolls with people that I know, like whether it's acquaintances and just like passive aggressive comments about stuff you post. And it's hard because especially if it's something you're really proud of and people are kind of pushing you down about it. But I find talking it out with people you know and love and trust is super helpful. Um, Marissa of Shabby Chic Cheap, I always kind of bounce things off of her when I'm having like a bad day and we've become really close and she's a good person I go to. And just going to those people, you're like, okay, so-and-so said this. They're like, they don't know what they're talking about. And like, then it's like, okay, it's out of my brain. I don't have to think about it anymore. Just talk it out and then you're good. But I think it's just, it comes down to they're not happy in their own lives and they see that you are and that you're trying to spread that joy and community and they don't know how to deal with it sometimes when they see other people happy. Now you just brought up Marissa, who was a former guest on the show who I absolutely love, but how in the world, because you're in California, I know she's in North Carolina because I know her personally, like in, <laughs> in person. So how did you make that connection? Because you know, I see that a lot in the blogging world that a lot of people from across the country yep. are making their really close connections. So how did that happen? So I actually have a handful of those and most of them are in North Carolina. It happened through style collective. And I think because Annie, the founder is in North Carolina, a lot of members are as well. And that's how I made the connections. And I think um, Marissa, Anna, uh, Krollman of my cancer chic is another one. But it's just kind of that authentic connection through that. And it's funny. I'm like, okay, we finally have to meet in person because we talk like almost every day and we haven't met in person. So obviously once things uh, get safer, we definitely will do that. And I love, I send her kids gifts and I, I just like, they're, cause they're the cutest ever. I love um, So she yeah, had just authentic connection from Style Collective. And that's probably one of the biggest friendships I've built is through that group, whether people are still in it or not, but we've stayed connected. And I think that's kind of where Annie did such a great job with that group is authentic relationships have been really built for me in those past the blogging world and into like real personal life stuff. So that's been really fun. Yeah. But you know, like with the location, you know, it's kind of hard to really see someone online and think, mm -hmm. Oh, that's online. Cause I'll tell you a little story about Marissa. I'm going to tell all Marissa and, and I hope she watches this. I know. I hope so too. <laughs> um, I actually met Marissa had Marissa and I had followed each other on Instagram, but we actually met at an influencer event and mm -hmm. in Raleigh in North Carolina, of course. And she's like, Oh my gosh, I know you, you have the blog cabin. And like, I was like, like, I had no, you know, I was like, Oh wow. You know, she said she was stalking my Instagram because at that one point in time I was, just had bought it and we hadn't quite finished it off yet. So I was going sneak peeks and taking them along the journey. She's like, I'm stalking it. I'm stalking it. And I give her the invitation like two years ago to come down and see it. But she's, and she's an hour away from me and she's still not here. So <laughs> that's funny. Oh my gosh. That's so funny. I have another funny story about her too, is I'm sure anyone who follows her and knows her is she has a love of like anything and everything with boobs on it. So she, we've kind of started to bond over that. And so now like I have a bunch of stuff with boobs on it. And like, anytime we find something, we just send a link to each other. <laughs> that is because yes, she is very big about that as well. I just think that's hilarious. I know it's so fun. 
but sometimes you know it with the online there's that disconnect but that connection right there was it just something that stood out that both of you just kind of liked each other and gravitated to each other yeah it was just oh she's like i one of us i think must have posted something and we found it hysterical or like really resonated with us i don't even remember what it was and then we kind of just slowly but surely would interact in stories interact on facebook yeah it just kind of happened but that's what's fun about blogging because then i've also been in other groups where it's very clicky and i just don't resonate with anyone in it but just with style collective and especially with marissa and Anna, it just kind of happened organically. So let's talk about that clickiness because there are clicky. Oh, yeah. There's a click with the bloggers. Like if you're not a certain type of blogger, because I know at one point in time, Disney had um, like all these bloggers going out to all these events and they only had certain types of bloggers, yeah. but it wasn't Disney handpicked them. It was the person had handpicked them. Yeah. I mean, so obviously when there's in-person events here in California, I'd go to a bunch of different blogger group events that I was a part of. And I always just felt like I was trying to like force myself to interact because I felt so uncomfortable. Like social situations sometimes with new people are very hard for me. But like being a blogger, I'm like, okay, I'm going to force myself to go to these, meet new people, interact with them. And it just felt like when I would go to them, it's literally like bloggers would be in clumps because it's like, oh, these are the bloggers that have this many followers. These are the bloggers who have under a thousand followers. And it's like, it doesn't need to be like that. Mm -hmm. And I think, oh, you don't have a million followers and you're not working with these brands and making this amount of money. Okay. I can't interact with you. But then you get surprised with those people who've been doing it for 10 years and have made a successful career out of it, really wanting to help and mentor you. But I think it's just comes down to, there's a lot of women. It's a lot. Blogging's a lot of women. Mm -hmm. And it's sad that that we can't certain women, not everyone. Cause obviously we've both met a lot of great women um, mm -hmm. through this world. But there's enough to go around. We can all be successful. We can support each other. I love doing posts with like other bloggers where we're styling a similar piece and doing it together. Like I love doing stuff like that, but it's still, it's just, it's sad that there's still that cattiness. I think we just got to push through it. And the ones we just got to keep supporting each other because then it'll start to spread. Yeah, and Laura has a comment. Yes, they know each other, and sometimes the newbie, it feels awkward. Yeah, but yeah. you just have to stick through it because you'll find that one person or one or two people that you know, and pretty mm -hmm. soon as you continue to go to events, you'll yep. meet more and more and more, and then all of a sudden you know everybody in the room. Exactly, and I think, too, sometimes you'll go to those groups and realize, okay, um, I've made two really good friends, but I, as a whole, don't like what this group is doing. So then you leave and I've done that before too, where, and I still talk to a handful of girls, but we're the ones who left because it just wasn't what they were putting out there was just not what we supported and wanted. So let's talk about comparison because comparison mm -hmm. is huge in the blogging world. Like people want to compare each other. Um, they, they get so down on themselves because their numbers aren't as great as the other person's are there. They're like, they could post a similar picture and only get, 10 likes, whereas the other person gets 30,000 or, you know, such a big thing. So let's talk about how you fight comparison. So, I mean, obviously we're all human, so that's going to happen where you compare, but I've just started to kind of talk to myself and talk to other people. It's I'm myself am different than this blogger next to me. So that's really what sets me apart. And if I'm not, if I'm posting based on what someone else is doing, it's not, it's going to feel dirty and inauthentic and people are going to be able to tell. So combating comparison for me is just staying true myself. And if it takes longer to grow in the blogging world, great. But at least in the end, when that success happens, whatever it may look like, will feel good. Now you mentioned earlier about leaving groups because you didn't feel like you clicked or feeling mm -hmm. like they were their best thing. Their interests weren't the same. How do you defend yourself when people start saying 
um, things about you. Like if you leave, like so-and-so left, but, you know, and they'll start having. So the two groups I've left, I have no idea what they've said about me after I've left because the only people I still talk to left as well. Um, so for me, I'm like, I know why I left. I'm true to myself. If they want to talk about me, that's fine. Like that's their choice and their unhappiness and kind of got to tell yourself you're awesome. They don't, it's like, you got to give yourself that, uh, pump up in the morning. Like I'm awesome. If they don't think I was right to leave, that's their own thing. So what would you tell someone who's wanting to start out in the blogging world? What would you tell them to focus on first? Um, I think definitely focus, uh, narrow down what you want to talk about, but keep it true to yourself and things that you love. Don't be a fashion blogger just because you think that's the trendy thing to do in the blogging world. P post what you want to post about and try not to get too hung up on the likes. Just build that community and interact with your, even if it's like 500 people interact with those 500 people and then they'll tell 500 people and so on and so forth. And it'll grow organically. Just be patient, even though that's not always hard, but really just be patient, stay true to yourself. And it doesn't hurt to have content before you go live as a blogger either. Yeah. I read somewhere that at least have 10 posts mm -hmm. before you even go live. That way they won't, they'll see, Oh, she's written more than one post and won't think you're a one-off. Exactly. Exactly. And just tell yourself if you're like, okay, I want this to grow into a business. Be ready. It's, it's a full blown business. You're an entrepreneur. As soon as you decide you want your blog to be your full-time job, it's, it's work. It's not dandelions and daisies all the time. <laughs> Dandelion and daisies. I love that. That sounds like another blog for you. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. I know some people who have like multiple blogs. Like in different, I'm like, I can't, I can't. One's enough for me, but if you can do it, that's awesome. So besides that, what else advice would you give to someone who's starting out? Ultimately just have fun with it. Like, and it's, you want to love what you do. Obviously not everyone's graced with that, but you're obviously starting your blog because you feel like you're missing something, a creative outlet, a, what have you just have fun with it and post what you love and other people or also too another thing I'm learning is really focus on the pain points of your ideal community of people so it's like if you're a fashion blogger them getting ready for work as a working mom if they're all moms it's like really focusing on what your community would want to see, but also staying true to yourself. And those definitely can go together. It just takes planning and figuring it out. Not every post is going to be like, or like, okay, that type didn't work. Mm -hmm. Take off the list. Yeah. And plus too, I, I want to say too that you don't go in it expecting to make money right off the bat. Yeah. It's going to, you're going to have to grow it. And some people have taken years and years and years to grow it. Well, that's the other thing is like, it may look like you to like the people from the outside, that blogger like made it overnight. Probably not. Some, okay. All of a sudden, like take, take off like super quick, but you don't see the like years they took to build it all the way up and to get to that point. Um, Laura has a question. She says, what is dandelion and daisies all the time? <laughs> <laughs> kind of just came up with that one. But I think just thinking it's going to be all fun and games all the time. All going to be e like easy. But, you know, even just putting together like videos like this, your intro is fantastic. But people probably they don't see the work that went in time that took that 30 second clip and just like the behind the scenes as well. Cause you know, I send out my stream yard links yep. every, every Sunday. So I'm sitting down at the computer sending out for the whole week. And then I don't schedule them out until, cause that way it gives you, 
that one yeah. day so it doesn't get buried. So people don't realize all that work that goes behind the scenes. They think we just show up and talk. Yep, exactly. And it's like, no, you got to like prepare yourself mentally. You got to prepare the links, your backgrounds, all that. Okay. Oh, yeah, nothing is that way. Yeah, nothing is dandelions and daisies all the time. If it is, I want your secret. <laughs> and she says, "Are oh, you being called to blog?" Yeah, Laura. Laura's little backstory. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call you out here, Laura. But, um, <laughs> she's been called to blog for years now. <laughs> Each time she sits down, I, I'm gonna do it, and then she starts it, and then she stops it. So. <laughs> Another way to do it too is if like you don't want to write, you could always just do video like vlogs. Yeah, that's true. Sit there and talk. But yeah, I feel that. I think I took like, forget what year it was, but I took like a long time off because I'm like, mm, nope, I don't feel a call. And it kind of is. If you don't feel it, the call to blog, it's not worth it. Yeah, that's true. So is there one little nugget that you want to share with us before we hop off? Ooh. Um, so this is just like a funny quirky thing about me. It's like, I like to take photos, but I don't like other people to watch me take photos. So it's like, if my mom are, is taking my photos, I don't want anyone else to be around watching her take the photos. Then I feel like I have an audience and I get very nervous, but it just makes for a good laugh sometimes. Especially if like strangers are walking by, they're like, oh, you're taking your photos today. You look good. And I'm like, thanks. Now I feel awkward. But I think <laughs> that just goes back to like having fun with it and not taking yourself too seriously. Okay. Laura has some comments. I knew she was going to come back with one. <laughs> now that I, now that I can do talking about vlogs or podcasts, seems like a better use of my time. Totally. You don't necessarily, I think that's what people you don't have to be like an influencer and have like a written out website. Yeah. And she says, Oh, I feel the call. Just haven't punched the fear of it. In the face <laughs> I feel like Laura, you need a podcast for sure. <laughs> she, she does have some amazing stuff, but the only thing is her sitting down to actually do the podcast. I think that's where maybe you are just sit next to her and like, you won't leave till she gets like a few things recorded. But also to the one thing, I, another little nugget I'll, before we go is the reason why a lot of bloggers have their own like WordPress site is they own that content. Because once you put it on Instagram, you don't own it. Yeah. So at least if anything ever happens, like let's, how many times has Instagram or Facebook or any of those apps crashed? And then you're like, what do I do? Like I've had influencers lose all their followers. So you own that content. And I'm pretty sure with a podcast, you probably do as well. I could do a podcast in the car liner waiting for the girls at dance or I'll walk. You totally could do it. I want to listen to it, Laura. You should have some content soon, please. Yes, you should. I mean, if anybody wants to go back and listen to the episode that she did with me, we we're talking about essential oils. She knew what she was talking about. I will give her that much. I know. And like, just having fun, like me and my, like one of my best friends, we did a skincare IG live over the weekend and like, we just had fun with it. So even if it's like 10 minutes of you talking about in essential oils in the car line, people will get it. And moms are like, oh my gosh, that's all I had time for too. Yeah, that's true. 10 minutes. You can do it. Laura, we're going to check in with you. Oh, I will. I will definitely check in with her. <laughs> Because actually mine started out blogging, but then I realized I can diversify the income by podcast, by this. She said, launch podcast before the end of 2021. Here we go. March yes. 2021. Okay. Now I'm trying to find a name for it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Seriously. I like, I have my podcast equipment now. I'm just like, got to get it going. So I feel you, but you can do it. We're going to hold you to it. Yep. You know, Laura, you know, I will hold you to it. <laughs> So Carrie, tell people where they can find you at. So my blog is icedteaandtopknots.com and then on social, icedteaandtopknots. Yeah, because you said Instagram and follow her Instagram. Her Instagram is 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 great. I mean, you've got great visual, great pictures. Oh, I you. love it. So I want to thank you for coming on and sharing about being a blogger because it's not for the faint of heart. It's hard work. It is. Thanks for having me.
You're welcome. And Laura, last comment from Laura. God already gave me the name, I think. And I know you will, sweet friend, talking about me holding her. And I think you got Carrie holding you accountable as well, Laura. Yes. <laughs> can't, we can't wait. Yep. And then she'll come on and talk about the, the podcast she launched. Yes. She says she loved this one. Loved this with you, with you. So I'm so glad. So once again, Carrie, thank you for coming on and for sharing your story. Yes, thanks so much for having me. All right, guys, we will see you on the next chapter. Okay. Bye. 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 Y'all, Carrie gave some great advice. Now, we'll say we actually talked about two people that actually have been on the podcast before. And one is one of my really dear friends, Marissa from Shabby Chic Cheap. Um, she is on episode 14. So if you want to go back and listen to that episode, I would love for you to go back. It's an amazing episode. We talk about why she's a blogger. We talk about um, racial, um, the racial, the race talk that she has to have with her son because she is a beautiful, beautiful African-American woman that is just, she is such a sweetheart. I love her to death. Um, but this all came around. She actually came on during the George Floyd incident that was going on in our country. So I felt like it was important to address those issues. And I do have some guests coming on pretty soon that are going to address the issues of race in America. So it's not an issue that I am totally stopping talking about. It's an issue that's going to be an ongoing issue, um, which I think is great. I think there's a lot of people out there that still don't believe we have a race issue in the United States, but I digress on that. And we'll talk about that when I get to those episodes. And those guests are going to be amazing. And then the other guest that we talked about um, was on episode 72, and that was Laura, and she talked about essential oils. So I really think you're going to enjoy if you go back and listen to episode 14 or 72, either one of those. I think Carrie actually commented on Marissa's episode. So you may hear Carrie, you may hear some Carrie comments coming through on Marissa's episode. But I want to thank Carrie for coming on because she really showed you what it was like to be a blogger. You guys don't see the behind, like I said in the intro, you don't see the behind the scenes. You don't see, we can get burned out very quick because at some point, because we work from home, there's no shut off switch. Everything becomes content. And it's like, okay, no, I'm not going to write about this today. So it's very hard work. And I could not do a woman empowerment series or a woman history month series without talking about someone who's, who's a blogger. So I want once again, I want to thank Carrie for coming on. Uh, I'll put all the places that you can connect with her on Instagram and Facebook um, in the show notes and, and her website, Ice Tea and Top Knots. If you like this content that I'm bringing out to you guys, I would love for you to like, review, subscribe, leave a rating. Um, if you're watching on YouTube, go over and hit subscribe button on YouTube. Doesn't mean you have to watch every single solitary episode. Doesn't mean you have to listen to every episode on the podcast. But it just shows me that I'm doing something right. So with that said, be blessed and start chatting.